there, I'm Jolene McCarthy and welcome to Two Question Tuesday. Each week, Two Question Tuesday answers randomly picked questions submitted by our clients. Answering this week's questions, we have with us Bill D'Angelo, Managing Director of Focus Wealth Management, and Mike Pizzani, Director of Financial Planning. Good morning, gentlemen. Hey, Jolyn. Morning, Jolyn. All right, Phil, our first question is from Matt in New York. We hear that they are getting close to a tax deal. What are your thoughts? Yeah, so the self-imposed deadline is September 15th uh, to come up with a tax deal. Uh, you know, what we're hearing thus far is it's not as bad as we expected um, with the limits really changing at $5 million and over income uh, levels. Uh, corporate taxes going up. Uh, capital gains going up by potentially three to five percent, um, again, at levels over five million dollars. Uh, you know, look, markets don't like higher tax regimes. Uh, you know, I'm kind of shocked that we're hanging out at these levels. I'm kind of uh, shocked that we're not hearing more about particulars of the plan. Uh, we are hearing that there's no change in the, in the SAL tax deduction, uh, which for, you know, the coastal areas seems to be pretty big. Um, but what I'm reading through, there's about a 10 page memo out this morning on it, uh, is that I, I think it could have been worse and I don't even know if they're going to be able to get this through. It seems like some of the moderate Democrats are even bailing on some of the harsher proposals that were originally out there. Um, so I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic that, uh, you know, we're not going to move the dial too much. Um, and not get affected too much here. But um, we're also hearing the stepped up in basis uh, is still out there. And uh, that would have been horrible if that was repealed. Uh, stepped up in basis is when you buy a stock and then you pass away the new basis or a house. You bought a house for $100,000. You pass away. It's a worth a million dollars. Your kids get the stepped up basis, $900,000 non-taxed. Same for a stock. We're hearing that that is also going to stay. Uh, which is, uh, again, uh, I'm happy to, to see that. So I am cautiously optimistic. We'll see. We know that Washington, D.C. can mess a lot of things up and they still got a lot of time to do so. Um, but fingers crossed, this could have been worse. Yeah, I think it's really interesting, too. I think it's going to get chopped up. And I mean, usually with these proposals, you get one version that's a little bit more extreme and then they chop it up, water it down, then it gets released. What you mentioned before about salt. There's a lot of Democrats in um, on the coastal and northern states that won't even vote for a tax package that doesn't include yeah. salt in it now. There's like six or seven of them from what I understand. So I think some version will at least have some type of a modified salt thing brought back in. It doesn't even mention it right now. So there's yeah, a lot of changes yeah. that are still probably going to come from this. Okay. Mike, our next question is from Dave in Ohio. Inflation rose less than expected in August. Are you surprised? So I guess inflation actually is transitory at 5.3% versus 5.4%. I mean, I, I think the market is a little bit spooked by some of these high inflation numbers in terms of what the Fed's going to do. The Fed really has to thread a needle because if they taper too quickly into a slowdown, that doesn't look good. But if they let inflation run to levels that are really too hot, that's also going to be a little bit of a problem intermediate to long term, especially if the economy does decelerate in the face of some uh, a decline in government spending last uh, next year. We talked about that a little bit last week. So, you know, one of the interesting things is we expected inflation numbers to be high due to all 
direct monetary injection into the economy, but 5.3, 5.4% on a year-over-year basis is even higher than what we actually anticipated that it was going to be. And some of it is due to the fact that we just printed more money than we originally expected. And it's going to be hard for these inflation numbers to really decelerate to the point where you get below 4% anytime in the intermediate term future, maybe into the middle of next year, we see some numbers that are back below 4%. I mean, some of the biggest drivers are gasoline prices up here. Again, a year ago, the economy was largely shut down, so gas prices were pretty low. So gas um, and shelter are very high in terms of the percentage of the allocation to CPI. Shelter and home prices are up considerably year over year. The one interesting thing is that gas prices have a seasonal pattern of peaking right around now, usually, and kind of trending a little bit lower into the winter. It'll be interesting to see if that kind of holds because you know, commuting trends and traffic patterns. I mean, there was a lot of people um, commuting and driving this summer as kind of COVID abated and people were uh, traveling and taking trips and going on vacation for the first time in a long time. But um, usually we see uh, energy and gas start to decelerate and trend down a little bit now. But because of the lack of oil production that we've seen over the course of the last three years due to drop in energy, inventory levels are actually being funded down now versus their all-time highs. So that's another thing to take into consideration. I don't think the strength of housing is going to deteriorate, uh, especially rents. Rents are going up considerably. Yeah, it's pretty amazing, the rental market right now, right? Yeah, you're seeing you're seeing inflationary spikes really there. And you're right, it's not going to uh, come down that quickly. Yeah, that's the problem. Inflation right now isn't completely transitory to the point that it's, this is the hottest number, in, uh, but we slowed from the hottest number in 13 years by one-tenth of one percent. So it's not going to go down a lot from here. And that's one of the problems that the Fed is going to have to fight in terms of tapering plus economic growth. So, yeah, I mean, you could see some stagflationary concerns out there, right? Slower like growth and inflation. And uh, I, I think that that's on their radar. And uh, that's, that's a cause for concern. Um, let's see where this Delta variant goes. Let's see how quickly the economy can reopen. But without that, you know, really robust global trade, I, I think it's going to be tough for them to taper too quickly. I agree with that. And I think that the reopening, as hopefully Delta abates, could be good because of some of the supply chain shortages plus inflation. So, yeah. Okay. Thank you guys for answering this week's two questions. If you have a question you'd like to submit, please email us at jmccarthy well, Thank you.